12 minutes to go in normal time. Liverpool 3-0. Corner taken quickly, Origi! Yeah! Hello and welcome to the Reds Cast podcast, the podcast by Liverpool fans, for Liverpool fans. I've no idea why I'm in such a good mood because we've had two shocking results. Joined as always by Steve. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to leave a like, rate and a subscribe. Cost you not and takes you two seconds. Helps us out loads because YouTube's algorithm makes you do it. Let's get into the pod. How are we, Steve? Do we have to get into it? Really? <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a, like a disheartening week. Definitely. Definitely disheartening. Um, but are we disheartened in a sense that we've got half a team? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, we're still joint top of the league after the weekend results. Yeah, just we? off goal difference. Um, so Spurs are flying. It, it feels like we're being a little bit like spoiled brats throwing our teddy. Yeah, because we're mean, still top of the league with a, with half a squad. Even the media that were saying Spurs are having the best season of their lives, but Liverpool are having a shocker and we're still joint top with them. Yeah, so that's why it kind of feels like we're, we're being spoiled brats a bit. Um, but we're getting ad off. Let, let, let's, have, let's have it right. We're getting ad off. Yeah, 100%. I mean, we could delve in. I think we're going to leave the Atalanta game. I was going to delve into it. Um, but we didn't do a podcast after the Atalanta game. Uh, I don't think that would have been able to be here, would it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was just the feeling after that game. Yeah, just feeling more like the Reds can play better than that and it was like they didn't want to ultimately yeah but the best to me it felt as though because Jürgen didn't go full strength the players knew that that wasn't important to Brighton for example yeah yeah there, there, there was definitely an eye on the next game which you stupid <laughs> to an extent because now we've got to go full strength against Ajax that's it we've yeah got... I mean you, you, know, you do understand it to a point because of the, the congestion and the fixtures and the timing of the games and we'll get into yeah. all that in a bit but as a fan, you just want to see them play the, the footy that you, you know they're capable of, and it's disappointing when they don't show up. It's sad. It's proper sad. But yeah, we didn't do a podcast after the Brighton get after the Atalanta game. Um, we were both human. We were both in wear, to be honest, around the, the weekend. So made it hard. Um, and I don't think any good poor fan really wants to think, us to sit there and talk for like an hour about a game that. It was a, it was just <laughs> on top of the result. It was just a bit of a rubbish game, wasn't it? So like, it would have been a waste of time coming on and just we'd have been filling it with. We just started talking about COVID again or something. I don't know. I think if you are listening to this podcast, the next hour is going to be focused on the Brighton game. Um, and obviously towards the end, we're going to build up to the Ajax game in the Champions League. Brighton is heavily going to be focused by VAR. So if you are a VAR advocate, I'd suggest you turn off now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, there's so many talking points, isn't there? And yeah, I think the best place to start the podcast <clears throat> will be. Shall we start with Klopp's rants? Because um, he had one after the Atalanta game to Sky. No, no, to no, BT. They both to BT. Yeah, to yeah. BT, uh, and then they progged them again with a stick yeah, um, yeah. after the Brighton game. It's an absolute joke. We played Wednesday night. Granted, we played at home. Mm. We could have been in an away fixture, though. Yeah, yeah. If and you play Wednesday night in the Champions League, right, there's four teams in England in the Champions League. If you play Tuesday, you can play Saturday. Yeah. If you play Wednesday, you should not be playing Saturday. No, and certainly not. Maybe, right. Half five, something like half that. Half five. Eight, there's an eight o'clock slot on a Saturday. Do that. Any, Why? Anyone in your... Right. That early kickoff on a Saturday, right? That should be reserved for any team that is not in Europe. Well, if you look at this Saturday as a prime example, why was Sheffield United and West Brom? There you go. The two, on the eight o'clock. Yeah, they're two teams that are not in Europe. They had no midweek commitments that I can no, think of. Nothing. Absolutely, that should have been the early kickoff. A hundred million percent. And it's not like again. It feels like like crying it in, but we're not the only team. That it's happening to, and yeah, and I think people need to realise that because a lot of rival fans are buzzing that apparently Klopp's lost the plot. Klopp has not lost the plot. Klopp's actually looking out for for everybody. Every he, he keeps saying that he said it's not yeah. just us. If you look at the Brighton game; they had two players go off with muscle injuries, Lallana yeah. being one of them. We'll delve into that when we speak about the Brighton game. But in terms of VAR, 
not for your yard, fixtures congestion. Um, it's ridiculous. There's there's no two way about it. I think Klopp said out there's three times we play Wednesday and twelve thirty on a Saturday. It, why? And broadcasters can sit there and say it's the Premier League contract. It's the Premier League contract. It's not right. No, I think what what the the, the guy who was interviewing Klopp missed the point of he was saying that the FA allocates slots for TV. That they do. is true. Yeah, yeah. but once. I don't know, we'll call out BT because they're the ones involved at the moment. Once BT get them slots, it's up to them who they put in them slots. Yeah. They could easily change the Liverpool game to the late one. Yeah, I, I know this from, obviously, I studied, I studied this in uni. I've worked within um, TV companies and stuff as part of placements and not sports ones, but I know people who I went to uni with who do work with sports companies. Not going to name them, not going to name the people, obviously. Um, now, when I've spoke to them, they have said that <coughs> like what you've said in terms of fixtures. <coughs> Sorry. People will know that Getting fixtures get changed to <laughs> Yeah. Free people will know. Before people moan, by the way, me and Steve in a work bubble. Um people will see that throughout the, look at the Wolves game, for example, that's been changed to Sunday now this week. Yeah. Um, I'm so annoyed at that. You for know. TV a movie. Oh my god, I have my birthday party planned all around <laughs> it and now yeah, anyway. But yeah, for that's been changed for TV. The amount of times in the season games get changed for TV. And how short notice was that Wolves game changed by the way? I mean, I think that's more to do with fans getting the fans in and safely know. and me because they're probably gonna have to maybe use Stuart as I Yeah, like but a, my point is if they can do it at that short notice, they can do it yeah. at the time. But yeah, you are right. So BT, you'll get uh, all the t- all the fixtures for that season. The Premier League choose the fixtures, obviously, mm-hmm. and BT then pick what they want. Yeah, obviously, Liverpool, United, Chelsea, Chelsea. Arsenal. I think they probably pull in the most viewers. Mm-hmm. Not even City, because like Liverpool are on, seems to be on the telly a lot more now after yeah. they've won the league than City was when they won the league. But we've got a massive following. That's Liverpool. it. We've got we've got such a big. Fo- uh, but then that's not the way like Klopp said. This isn't all the rules that I drew up. It's probably fair for that three hundred sixty-five day year. It's probably fair because every team probably plays twelve thirty and like, yeah, the same amount times, of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but the Champions League is not on every week of the year. There's a winter break. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Um, what one thing we'll get onto? By the way, we are one team who has a winter break, so to speak. But in terms of like these fixtures, BT and Sky choose them. Now, BT and Sky are obviously always fighting to get Liverpool. The 8.30, 8 o'clock kickoff on Saturday was Sky, yeah. Saturday Night Football. The 12.30 is BT. So, obviously, BT are looking at the fixtures and they aren't going to want West Brom, Sheffield United at 12.30 because who wants to watch West Brom, Sheffield United? I mean, for me, I, I wanted to watch it because I love watching the bottom of the table just yeah. as much as watching the top of the table. But 99% of the people, BT are going to get Double, if not triple, the viewers putting Liverpool against Brighton on as they would but, against Sheffield United. But did they not have Brom. two or three games that day anyway? Did they not have a couple of slots? Because all the games are getting shown. No, they, at had, the two. they, they had two. They had Liverpool and then they had, um, who was on afterwards? Was it Tottenham Chelsea? Tottenham Chelsea was the late one, wasn't he? No, that, um, was it? Whoever was on straight after us was on Might Saturday. have been Tottenham Chelsea, yes. The United um, one was late, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was Tottenham Chelsea, then it was United. No, 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 hang on. We're getting mixed up Saturday, Sunday here because they were. Yeah. Tottenham Chelsea, I think, was on after us anyway on Saturday. But BT had two of them, Sky had two of them. But Sky always have the late ones on Saturday for Saturday Night Football. Yeah. And BT have the early ones because they have that programme with Fletch and Sav- Savage. I never watch it. They have something on in the morning. I don't know if it's still on with COVID, but they definitely have something on in the morning. So ultimately, what Klopp's trying to say is Sky and BT should talk. Absolutely. Because in a normal season, fine. There's pre-season, players can get the fitness. There's... There's so much going on behind the scenes that people aren't realising. Like, and it was around a stop-start end to the last season as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean... Um, Man City-Burnley. Yeah, that's, that was the game after us. So yeah. then um, Sky had Everton-Leeds and West Brom-Sheffield United. Yeah. So what Klopp's argument is, is that two teams who played in the Champions League there, I've got mm-hmm. the early kick-off yeah. on the Saturday. City's a little bit later than ours, but I think it was half two there, kick-off, three o'clock, yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, and Everton-Leeds, West Brom-Sheffield United... Not one European commitment between them, and then they're getting the the laser kill off. So what's Klopp saying is BT should should have said we'll have Everton Leeds yeah. and Sheffield United but West Brom Sky have Liverpool. No one City. stood up in the in the in Sky or BT and gone look we've got a responsibility here. Like, they, they just keep saying it's the Premier League, it's the Premier yeah, League, yeah. it's the Premier League. When in truth it's not. No. As much as the Premier League are wrong with other things that we're going to get mm. into, it's not with the fixtures. And that that guy who interviewed Klopp after the Brighton game, that's Kelly. Should, 
hang his head in shame. Forgot he was asking. It was yeah. the, it was the, it was the way he was goading him and the way he was asking the questions and putting things to Klopp. And you could see in Klopp's face he probably wanted to spark him out. But even like there's journalists. Um, he's very well known for hosting Good Morning Britain. That's all. I'm not going to name names for this because <laughs> you, you just don't trust him of all people, given his background uh, of what he's worked for. But he was saying, "How can players moan when there's bigger things going on?" Well, they're basically getting used. I know football is for people's entertainment, but the the players shouldn't be used as puppets. No. The people at the end of the day, just I mean, just because they get paid well and they're in in the public eye, that yeah. that doesn't mean that we haven't got a responsibility to protect them. One thing I do think Klopp is wrong with was calling out Wilder on his own because there's there's the, other clubs who they went need it. fourteen votes to make it through. Yeah, now, they, apparently, they the only ones, really. apparently. Because Klopp's words was in the last vote, sixty percent voted in favour. Mm-hmm. So that's about fifteen, sixteen teams. Yeah. So it does look like five subs will happen because obviously it's not going to happen. They're not going to vote in favour and it happen next week. Mm-hmm. According to Klopp on that rant, he said sixty. It was sixty forty in favour. So who knows when it's going to happen? Yeah. So now it is down to the Premier League because they've had the votes. So it's twelve it's, against eight in it. So twelve teams. Is yeah, 60, ultimately, 40. but you've you've got to have fourteen votes okay. to get it through. So 14 teams have got to be in favour. So it's not just like there's 19 teams and Chris mm. Wilder's against yeah. it. But one thing I will say is Chris Wilder is selfish. Klopp is right what he's saying. Mm-hmm. To sit and call Jürgen Klopp selfish for wanting five substitutes, Liverpool can't come and bring on... The only team in the league that has the strength and depth of superstars on the bench is Manchester City, City and Manchester United. Just look at our bench against Atalanta. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? If- City and United. I mean, United could have Pogba and Van der Beek and still have Fernandes on the yeah. pitch and stuff. And United have good depth. They do have good depth. And, and so does City. If we had a full-strength squad, don't get me wrong, we would have yeah, decent depth. But, but we're, not- missing our, we're missing half a squad. Yeah, Chris Wilder's out here saying play teams would have an advantage if they have five subs on the bench. He had a twenty-five million pound striker on his bench on the weekend. <laughs> let's not forget. Look, so where's his advantage? Do you know what I mean? He had, regardless of Ryan Bruce as a kid, he spent twenty-five million pounds on him. Yeah, and then he's on the bench. So they've got. Argue, we could argue that Sheffield United have got more depth on their bench at the minute than us. We've the, got kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So how can any how can someone sit there and call Klopp selfish when he's got sixteen or seventeen players out injured? We've got a nineteen year old kid starting in central midfield every week at the moment. Yeah. And we've got kids starting at the back. We've got Nat Phillips who was going to be sold. He's not even in the Premier League, uh, the Champions League squad because mm. he was going to be sold. He's only in the Prem squad because he's homegrown. Yeah. So yeah. it's just Klopp's right and for. Wilder didn't respond. He said today's not the time to respond to it. And mm. good, fair enough, yeah, he shouldn't yeah. be responding because he's selfish. But I can tell you the teams, what I think, West Ham are probably one of them based off their um, chairman's comments about Project Restart. Yeah. She's already quiet now. They're, now they're doing well. Though, hasn't she? Oh, doesn't yeah. want to look and void this season given all the injuries. I reckon it's West Ham, Sheffield United, West Brom, um, who else come up? I wouldn't even say it'd be Leeds because no, Steve maybe Newcastle. I don't think Steve Bruce would be involved no. in that. Do you know what I mean? Like Sheffield United have been hit by injuries as well. Every team has, but at this present moment in time, Liverpool and City are the worst. I can see teams like Sheffield United thinking, "Don't let them have the five sub. We've got a better chance of winning the league if they've got players injured." Well, Chris Wilder, mate, as Klopp told you, you're on one point. Yeah, you've got no chance. So what, what? It's not affecting him. Does he not want to protect his own players? Exactly. This is what. This is what. It's, it's not about gaining an advantage over. I mean, don't get me wrong. Stronger squads do have a slight advantage. Yeah. Because you I know, think if we're, we're bringing on, say, if, for example, Man City are bringing on Sergio Aguero off the bench. You've yeah. got Sheffield United bringing on Ryan Brewster. There's the difference, right? But he's not seeing the bigger picture of he's protecting his own squad. But at the end of the day, he's spending. He can say, "Oh yeah, we've only got younger, a younger mm. team, non-experienced." And that he's went and spent thirty million on an inexperienced keeper. He's went and spent twenty-five million on an inexperienced striker. With that fifty-five million pound, they could have went and got better players than Ryan Brewster and Aaron because, Ramsdale. Yeah, because of the difference in the championship. So he's sat there moaning about how his depth's kids. He chose to spend that's his responsibility amount of money player, on kids. So it's it's crazy. I think you'll probably see a lot more teams moaning over Christmas because 
Liverpool have seven days off over Christmas. They're the only team. <laughs> a big team. Forget all these little yeah. teams. Obviously, they don't care about us. So, um, What a luxury. Because we aren't playing the Carabao Cup. There's a Carabao Cup game on the 22nd or 23rd. Okay. And we aren't playing Boxing Day either. We're playing the 27th. Right. So we've got from like the 22nd or 23rd. Because obviously they're playing then. So I think the games before that would be the 20th or 19th, 20th, that round of fixtures, if I'm not wrong. Mm. We'll get them up. <clears throat> um, if I look, so they're playing on the 23rd, um, that Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they're playing yeah. the Carabao Cup. So the next, the round of fixtures before that would be the 19th and 20, 18, 19, 20, yeah. the weekend fixtures. We aren't playing until the 27th. So if we have a look, I'm sure our game is on the 20th and then the 27th. Um, so I think we've got a week off over Christmas, which is just mad. It never it happens. That's much needed. 100% much needed. Um, Thiago might be back by then. Oh, that's what yeah, <laughs> I remember him. Yeah, so we play on the 19th. And we've got from the 19th to the 27th off. We've got an eight-day break over Christmas Liverpool because of these Carabao Cup yeah. games that are here. Is that before Sky and BT have got hold of them? Or are they... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, must have, because one's 12.30. Yeah, so... But, so after, yeah, look, we've got the early kickoff on the 19th. After, oh. Yeah, so we play Tottenham on the 16th, and then three days later, we've got the half-12. That's, that's the same as what we've just been So we play at Tottenham at 8 o'clock, and then got Palace at half-12. Yeah. And it's in London, so you go from the pool to London. So they're gonna. That's exactly the same as what we've just done with yeah. Atalanta and Brighton. Yeah, but it's not. And this is but then, purely but the just thing down is we've got a week, As you say, we've got a week off. Because we're playing that. Tottenham on the. That's January. It's, yeah, yeah. It's Tottenham on the 16th. We play Tottenham on the 16th, which is the Wednesday at 8 o'clock, and then play Crystal Palace half 12 Early. on the 19th. Yeah. But we can't really moan about that because we've got seven days off. Other teams have got to play before then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, the, the, it's mad that we're not playing Boxing Day. I've, I honestly can't remember a time we pull up and play Boxing Are there a set of fixtures on Boxing Day? Yeah. Or does every, yeah. Oh, the pool are playing the 27th, okay. though. Half four against West Brom. So we've got a break over Christmas, so it, I suppose it has swung round and round about, but until then, you've got intensive amounts of fixtures, and I think more teams will start moaning like your Sheffield United once it comes to them. Because teams are going to get the Carabao Cup hits them, and they've yeah. got that extra fixture midweek, then teams are going to get injured muscle injuries over December. Because if you take out our Champions League games, for example, I'll put this on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. If you take out our Champions League games, that's the question. We're still playing on the 6th, the 13th, the 16th, the 19th. So that's four games between in 13 days. Yeah. And we're playing the first as well tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. If you take out Mitchell oh, and, yeah. and Ajax, if you take out the Champions League games, we've got four games in 13 days. So that's what other teams have got. Yeah. Now you're adding the Carabao Cup into that. So that's five games in 13 days for some teams who are mm -hmm. left in the Carabao Cup. They're going... So they, so we're, so with the likes of Wilder, you're going to have to rotate your team. And there is going to be injuries. There's going to be so many injuries. <coughs> yeah. I think this January will be the biggest transfer window of a January on record. The, the, the biggest spend, the yeah. biggest amount of players coming in. Yeah. The amount of teams that are going to have to dip into that market. I think a lot were uh, very cautious over the summer as well because over of everything that was going wise, on. Yeah. So I think by the time January comes, um, there'll be a bit more clarity. The vaccine's whatever, meant yeah. to be rolled out from December. So fans coming in and stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Um, what's your thoughts on that? What part? With having fans in. Now, I've worded that wrong. <laughs> um, 2,000 fans. Um, first, you know what? It's going to be more of an advantage for the smaller grounds. Yeah. In my opinion, because you've got clubs like, uh, I'd probably say Fulham. They hold Brighton. about Look at Brighton. They hold about 20,000. So you've got 2,000 in there. That's 10% capacity. Yeah. You go to Anfield, our capacity is 55,000. 58. 58. So it's going to be like, and two, you know what? How many of them 2,000 are going to be Out of our capacity. Are they, are they going to be corporate tickets? Apparently they're not. No. Apparently they're not. Apparently they actually are going to fans. Because okay. um, I said that. Because where's the money coming from? You think, you know, if they, they're only getting yeah. 50 quid a ticket off your normal fan. And they can get thousands. I for think the... Liverpool are going to put them in the cop in the main stand. I think that's what it's talked about. But in my eyes, 
And that, what it is with the smaller grounds, if if two thousand is more than fifty percent of the capacity, they can't have two thousand. Mm. So if there was a team like with only four thousand, it's not in the prem. Yeah, yeah. But then if there was, so in like the lower leagues, if you say for example you've got a four thousand seat stadium, yeah. you can only have say a thousand. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you go to like Marine. Yeah. Well, well done, Marine. By yeah, the way. big up Marine. Getting... Uh, I tell you what, though, they could get the pool in the next. That's round. what I'm saying. I, I would. Mind, but... I think it'd be brilliant. I, I say I go to Marine a few times with the lads. Yeah. Um, so we've already, we've already had a little words with the guy at Marine <laughs> just to see if we can uh, get in. Nail out, nail out tickets on for the next round. But um, in terms of Anfield, you could safely socially distance fifteen thousand at Anfield. If you used all four, because you, you could leave two rows between every person and have them diagonal from yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah, sitting down. But we, we discussed this before, didn't we? It's the Exeton stadium afterwards, which yeah. then it's, becomes that needs to be marked. Did you know properly. with these stupid rules, I know they're for people's safety, mm. but you can't shout, you can't stand up, and you can't sing. So the fans are in the ground, mm. but they're quiet. How are they going to police that? Someone shouts. So, like, the stewards shouts and go, you shut up as well. If I'm honest, I would rather Liverpool give them 2,000 tickets to block 206 and 306 in the clock. Yeah. If I'm Make honest. a bit of noise. I, although I don't sit there myself. That's where the noise um, comes from. That's where the noise is in the ground. And Liverpool's atmosphere, dare I say it, in recent years, has been abysmal. Apart from the there's United been, been, game last been year. Times. And the Barca game and stuff. It's just been... First game of the season last year, we had just won the Champions League, but bearing in mind, I was sat there, I was in the Upper Annie Road, they had the big mural on the cop with the um, Champions League and mm. stuff. First game back, you're seeing the lads after they've just won the Champions League, and you could hear a pin drop it should, Yeah, it should have been Then we played Sheffield United, and the only song I heard was Champions League one, you'll never sing that. So the, the atmosphere in Anfield has been crap. Do you think... <clears throat> if you want my honest opinion on why I think... I think there's too many tourists in the ground. Now, that's not me saying fans from outside of Liverpool shouldn't support Liverpool because they understand we're a big mm. club. We have fans all over the world. But there's so many fans who come to Liverpool just for a day out. We get slated for it by the Blues all the time. And you know what? They're right. Because fans, some fans come for the day out. They mm. come to go to the club shop and spend a fortune, yeah, get the pictures in Anfield, and they don't know any it of the has, songs. It has positive effects on the club. Financially. But financially. But in terms uh, of atmosphere, it and, ruins it. It kills it. It yeah. You can't expect two blocks in the cop to pump out that much noise when the ground's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's it's, uh, it's sort of a victim of our own success in that because if you're going to be successful, you're going to oh, be a yeah, worldwide well, brand, and you're going to attract the fans from abroad. And I remember I a don't few mind years that, ago that the the cost of that is it affects the. Well, it's got the possibility to affect the atmosphere at the at the ground. It has affected it massively. I'd say. Do you know what? Is mad. I think back to Roy Hodgson. Oh, that's a bad example. <laughs> I'll mention his name on here. The end of Rafa when it wasn't too well. Mm. We were getting knocked out of things and stuff. Yeah. You could get a ticket and a spare and 10 spares if you want to back then. The atmosphere back then was better. Look, I mean, it goes without saying, the local fans, the hardcore local fans, are more vocal at the ground. That's. A, that's that's just yeah, that so it this is. is what I'm on about. Well, so the, the local hardcore fan, because of our worldwide success, is finding it harder to get the tickets. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred hundred percent. Don't get. I, I, I don't know what your thoughts are, but I'm not knocking fans. I'll, I'll welcome anyone to Anfield. I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying that is the effect of having fans. I do feel as though the ticket system could be better and it could be split. So say eighty percent of the ground is home fans. It's like local. Yeah. Keep it in the region. It's mm -hmm. our club. Yeah. Um, I know it's... And then 20% then go to people. Because, you know, when it comes down to them tickets and you've got to go on to that stupid... I mean, I can't wait to see the sign of that members queue again, by the way. <laughs> I've missed it. But when you go on it... How, how long have you waited for an hour for the ticket to come up? Hours just to get yeah. through to the queue, just to get through to the selecting your seat. Mm -hmm. And then you're getting all dodgy seats and you're going to the ground and you're surrounded... Like, I can say, honestly, the past few matches I've been to, I haven't been sat by a scouser. And it's sad because that is the as much as the foreign fans away from the city can still be just as much of the pool fans as us. And like for example, me bro um the my brother's partner, her brother comes every match. Literally, he is a proper fan, a proper yeah, so proper you fan. You do get traveling fans like certainly from, from Ireland. Yeah, well, and he's from Worcester, so Birmingham ways, and they bring yeah. a coach got up yeah. every week, and he. 
has more right to go to the ground than locals who don't go to the match. Yeah, yeah. My issue is locals who moan about people not go, people from outside of Liverpool going to the match who don't go to the match yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah. So there's, I know there's people who moan about people going to the match who are not from Liverpool, but them same people haven't watched a single match during yeah, lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Single match on that telly. So... I'm not bothered about people coming from outside of Liverpool. What bothers me is when pe- genuine fans who want to go to the game from lo- from the local region can't yeah. because people like from outside are getting tickets. But it's then more, they spend yeah. a lot of more money in the club, so That's, they're more valuable. It's to one the of them. Club. You've got to balance up what's yeah what's more important, and but, certainly for the for the owners, what's more important is money. Is money. So, but one thing I will say I'm looking forward to about this is the two thousand fans who are coming in. You, you can only be from the Liverpool City region. Yeah, and again, that'd be that'd be better again if they were allowed to open their mouths while they were in there. You know what I mean? Like, they will. Yeah, I, I mean, they're, they're we don't all these rules. Do, if I get a ticket, yeah, you're not sitting. I there, am not, not sitting, sitting there, there quiet. No, not a, not a not chance. Happening. Not a chance. I'm sitting there quiet. Um, but yeah, like the, I'm looking forward to having fans back in, but I'd, I'd rather just have all or nothing. Wait, yeah, wait until it's safe for everyone and. It's not fair. Faster. Because 2,000 fans, even if they're charging 50 quid a ticket, what, that's not going to that's gonna do nothing to the, to the bank. You know no. what I mean? It's nothing. What... But, but then in, in the sense of like, one thing... Or let it be, give them to like local schools. I These people think this is mad that I'm bringing this up because we are in effect because we can have fans. But Joe, that tears like Manchester who can't yeah. have fans. It won't affect City that much anyway. <laughs> but teams like that... I, I'm with what Joe Cole was saying on BT. It should be all or nothing. Yeah, yeah. It should be. It, it, you because can't, you can't divide it. It's got to be across the league. I'll give you my reason why. Because when Liverpool win the league this year, not if, when Liverpool win the league this year, I can guarantee them Manx down the road say, he's only because, won it because you've yeah, yeah. fans. Yeah, yeah. So it, last it year, last fire, year it? it should have been null and voided. <laughs> and then this year, it'll be you only won it because yeah, you've yeah. fans. And I can't be bothered no. with it. Look, look where we are now without fans. Exactly. Well, I'd rather as a fan. No, no. What, no what, what I'm saying is, they, they can't say we won the league because we have fans. Yeah. Because we're already top of the league. But it's it's mad for teams like how much it would affect teams like your cities, Uniteds. Um, and I, also, I, I want it to be fair. I want I want us all to be playing on a level. Is it only field. City, City United, and Newcastle? No, is it? There's, there's... because London have got them. We've got them. Um, Brighton's allowed fans Southampton's allowed fans oh, yeah so I, I think it's good to only be the Manchester clubs you know mm, I'll be interested if I'm, to I might be that. wrong but I, check, check it out anyway I'm not um... but if that's the case then it should be all or not and you, yeah, should, yeah, you can't it, just leave two teams the though. majority of the Premier League got fans back in by a few clubs yeah. now you could argue then you... it's down to the people within that city not following the rules because yeah. since mass testing got put into this city one thing I can say is the scouts have actually said, you know what, let's just get tested. And the numbers have dropped by half. Yeah. They've all the way, just said, countrywide, it's dropped a third and Liverpool uh, pe- half. People in Liverpool are obviously just thinking, do you know what, I want my life back. I know scousers want to be out on boxing nights mm. because I do myself. Do you know, every scouser wants to be out there partying, living the life. Guess what? But, I'm going out on Wednesday. <laughs> I'm going out Wednesday. I'm made up. Till 11. <laughs> till, well, whatever. Like, it's, but it's, it's even then, I haven't been I'm, out I'm till. Like, it's my birthday next week and she wants to go out and... I really don't want to because it, what's the point? I'm I'm one of them. I'm all or not. I'm nah, I go out see, with, I'm only going local with a couple yeah, of minutes. I don't. Like, I'm so. all or not. I mean, if I go out, I'm out till seven in the morning, six in the morning. I'm not. I don't do these eleven o'clock finishes. <laughs> um, so I'm a bit devastated to be honest. But I suppose it's a start. Yeah. Um, let me know in the comments as well if you're gonna get the vaccine because this is a very big talking point now. It's a hot topic in work, isn't it? Um, yeah. Um, we've got we work in the care industry, so we're probably gonna have to get it, but. I'm all Boris. If you want to inject me, as long as I can go back to Anfield, mate. It's it's a I'm waiting. very, I'm very waiting. divisive <laughs> subject, isn't it? Because yeah. they 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 although they're not enforcing it by law, they're making it very very difficult to not to live it. without it. I'll get it if I can go to the ground. That's honestly all I care about is going back that match. Whether I get it after my vaccines or do so, I don't care. I just want to be back in that ground, singing "We Are the Champions." Yeah. Because we, it was, it was, we're gonna win the league. We haven't sung. We are the champions. Of the, I know. Yeah. I so know. tears in my eyes. Not, not the actual Queen song, <laughs> but um, <laughs> by the time fu- we have Anfield full capacity, we'll probably be singing. We're gonna win the league again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But 
The only sad thing about that is I don't think we're going to parade that first league win. You can't. It's too late. What's the point now? You can't say to Thiago, Jota, and that, you can't come on. But Degsy, get back here. You can't. It just won't happen, that parade. I think if we win the league again this year, they parade too. Yeah. Um, But it seems It seems kind of pointless now. The moment's gone, hasn't it? Yeah. If you want to see the league, you can go into Anfield and see it. That's it. I mean... It would have been nice. The only good thing about talking about people coming in from, if we would have won the league, it would have brought a lot of tourism into the city. Yeah. And this city, it thrives on tourism. Thrives. And we are, oh, we've suffered like the, the the hospitality in industry and places like Matthew Street, especially that that live off that tourism. That and tourism. Stuff. Just I, I don't know how they're going to survive it. Like it's sad, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, places like the Cavern got grants and stuff because they're like a sort of national treasure or whatever it is. But there's plenty of yeah. bars in that area. I've that seen I'd... places closed in town. I mean, um, I don't really go to town anymore, but I've seen, I think, the Black Rabbit shut. Um, I think there was one called Sowo that shut. But I mean, when I go to town, I just do an event. I just go to events now, don't I? So I don't go into town, town anymore. And it, it'll only fall into the people with money hands because they're going to be the ones that are able to take over these businesses now. Yeah, you know the the, the small businessman's going to struggle. And to... you know what? Most venues are owned by some. Like I know some venues are owned by bigger companies. Like there's a few venues in town that <clears throat> they've just got the Casimir. Um, not the, the Casimir, the Zanzibar. Sorry, okay. uh, one of the best live music venues there was in Liverpool, yeah. the Zanzibar. Uh, I seen. Is that the one with like the the garden out the back? No, that's the Casimir. The is Zanzibar the is the one. Um, I can't think what street it's on. It's I seen Jamie Webster there last year. Yeah. Uh, I've seen. I know, so, yeah, I know the one. Yeah, I've seen it's loads. Just of, off Slater Street, isn't it? On yeah, the I've there. seen loads and loads of local bands through like my early the earlier days in radio. Yeah, when I've, interviewing I've, I've people. I've been there a few times myself. Nice, nice venue for music. But the Tony Diona died this year, sadly, um, and he was very good for this music industry and I feel as though because he's died they've, they've capitalised and they've took control I could be wrong I don't know the full logistics of how this venue's now been sold on mm. but the people we've got old are the same people we've got um, the old the old walkabout and that I think um, oh, right, okay. there's a company who owns yeah, a few yeah, yeah. so that, I think that's what you mean like, bigger companies are going to and that'll just take all the the Liverpool spirit out yeah, of that yeah, venue. Because yeah, yeah. you're just, just going to have ch- a... chain bars everywhere. Yeah. Um, and that's Which, all... that, that, I mean, I guess that'll still bring in tourism because it's still Liverpool, but it takes away some of the, the authenticity, does it, from the city? Yeah, and I think a title parade would be boss for this city now, for mm. local businesses. Yeah. And again, it's got to... It, I don't want a half arse title parade. I want it to be... Balls deep, full, the lot. Like, I don't want it to be like, well, you stand there and you stand there and we'll put a fence in between everyone. I've got time for that. It's got to be proper. I'd like them to do it at St. George's Hall and do like a big like party. Old, yeah, yeah. Like but again, that, that's not looking likely anytime soon, is it? No, but Batman can film there. Was <laughs> <laughs> that? No idea. But yeah, Batman can, ghost. Fi- <laughs> Batman can film there, but we can't uh, yeah. watch uh, to win the league. That is what it is, isn't it? It is what it is. But yeah, moving on to the Brighton game then. Um, it'd be unfair to discuss this game without the absolute shambles that is VAR. Yeah. Um, there was there's some pictures I've seen, and it again, it wasn't just us. There was, there was certainly one from the Everton game that I remember seeing where the stupid lines that they draw. Yeah. I, I get that in principle. Right, if if they're gonna use a, a point of reference of any point on the body, whatever, there's always gonna be that line. Yeah. Now, I don't know whether you'd be able to get the picture up that where it shows like the defender is side on. The Brighton defender's side on. Now, they've took his right foot, which is furthest away from the goal. Yeah. As a point of reference. I mean, again he's standing funny. Yeah. Um it is on I the screen that, if yeah, you're watching it, on YouTube currently. You can see, like, how can that point of his body be closest to the goal, not his left shoulder? Now, there's another one. Did I send you the one from Everton? Um, the Hammers Rodrigo. He was offside. Yeah, yeah he more was offside. He was. But they never used, again, they never used the right point of reference from the defender. Yeah. They used the defender's foot, and most of the defender's body is edging over. And, yeah, probably he is still offside. Yeah. Um, but... The way if it just takes 
anyone to notice on the left on the Brighton offside what you're saying. Yeah, he is stepping across himself, so his right foot at that angle is further across than his left foot, but, but his left not foot's his up shoulder. In the air. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and his shoulders you can see is evidently further yeah, yeah. down. So it's a joke, and the fact that Salah, do you know what? With VAR, my gripe with it is an offside. Mm. At the end of the day, Salah was offside against yeah. Brighton. I can deal with that. Yeah, yeah. Whether absolutely. it be a centimetre, an armpit, a fingernail. Yeah. When there's a point of reference, you've got to go with it. What I don't agree with is, if you're still watching on YouTube, this, I'll change the screen image to this one of Patrick Bamford. Yeah, that is Now, nonsense. you cannot score, your, score a goal with anything from your elbow down. Yeah. Now, if you look on the Patrick Bamford offside against... Lee in Crystal Palace, he's pointing where he wants offside. Now, what is offside is between this and this, yeah, his elbow and his arm. Yeah. Now, the law of the game says you can't score with this part of your arm. So, so how can that be, how can that be offside? And that's me gripe with VAR, like the Salah one. Um, it's even the Hamish Rodriguez one to an extent, his hand is offside, so yes. it's offside. He shouldn't be offside because it's his hand, but he's offside. Mm. What I what my gripe is with VAR, although we've just spoke about the offside, it's not the offside, it's the penalties, the penalties and the fouls. Now, now I'm not saying it's my gripe because it's cost us three points. Mm. I mean across the board. Yeah. So if you're watching on YouTube, I'm gonna remind you of what Jordan Pickford done to Virgil Van Dijk, which David Coote stated was not clear and obvious enough to warrant a yellow card or a penalty. Yeah. Clear and obvious to, to overturn the decision order. Yeah, so that wasn't clear and obvious to, to change the decision. Andy Robertson, who was clearing a football and coming to contact, granted... It's a, it's a contact sport and... I understand the rules the game say. Yeah. If you make contact in the box, it's a penalty. But that was not a clear and obvious mistake. Yeah. so if, if that's on the halfway line, no one bats tonight. No one even looks at it again. Exactly. So if, if you... And the problem with VAR is, if I was to punch you like this now, tap you... In VAR, you'll see the contact, yeah. but you don't see how light it is. So they're watching VAR slowing things down. They're not watching it in real time. Now, if you look what slowed Andy, if you saw anything down, it looks worse than what it is. Yeah. If you look at Andy Robertson's challenge slowed down, it looks as though he's booted um, Welbeck's foot. Yeah. If you watch it in real time, you can see the he's trying contact. to kick the ball, yeah. and he gets the ball, but he gets Welbeck first. Yeah. Now, so yeah, awesome. in what, a whatever it's a. It, the technicality, it's a penalty. Yeah. But the rules of VAR states that a decision should only be overturned if the referee has made a clear and obvious error. And that was not. In real time, Andy Robertson's mm. was not a clear and, and obvious error. It, it can't have been. I know. I mean, it was. Jordan Pickford's challenge was a clear and obvious error. Yeah, yeah. Because no keeper should tackle with his feet off the ground. You could even go as far as saying in the Brighton game, Ben White... Uh, got a book and it was about the 80th minute and he only got a, red, a yellow card now he should have had a red was that the stamp no when he went in with two feet off the ground oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so he only got a yellow for that that's a red because i'm i could be wrong but i am 99 sure that if you go in for a tackle with both feet off the yep. ground that's a red card yeah yeah so it's dangerous play so that wasn't even a red. So if you're going to get into technicalities of VAR, that is a clear yeah, and obvious yeah. error yeah, that I mean, he's given him a yellow for yeah, a red. My main issue isn't he's given the penalty because down to the letter of the law, if it's at the other end, mm, once, once VAR gets involved, it's a penalty and you that's it, it's a penalty. That's me great, though, But there's no, it, there's no consistency because everything's open to interpretation well, and there's always a different... There is consistency in a sense of wants to go with the monitor, they're going oh, to change the yeah, decision. Yeah, absolutely, because they don't want to... 100%. Yeah, yeah. They're too scared to back themselves. This is the thing. Last year, they were going the monitor and not changing the decision. So yeah. people were saying, what's the point in going the monitor if you're not considering yeah, so changing the decision? But then that, to do the right yeah, thing. but then that doesn't then no, mean no. go the monitor and change every decision. Mm. If all it takes is a referee to go up and not change the decision. Yeah. So I don't think that was a clear enough whether mistake. That, Maybe it was a foul. But I, think, I don't think it's the referees making the decision still because Michael Oliver is the best referee in this country, mm. and he is. Usually people say it's the best referee and they'll load of crap to the court. Yeah. Michael Oliver is a good referee. He's not biased in games. Any games he plays, he's decent at. Yeah. Good referee. He's himself he's been, been the monitor, over and the monitor and yeah. changed the decision. So it's just like, it feels though, I knew the minute that referee walked over to oh, that yeah, monitor yeah. on the weekend, it was a pen. Yeah. And even Klopp stood there looking at it like, yeah. Brighton deserve something from the game. 
Yeah, because we weren't great. You could argue a point was a fair result. With it does your the, manner, the manner of the, when the there's way 90 thing. minutes of football and VAR gets involved four times. Yeah, four VAR instance in 90 minutes of football. Now, there was another game um, with VAR I watched on the weekend. I can't forget what game it was, and they had a shambles of a VAR decision as well. Yeah, um, it cut. I think well, Everton had one. Everton had two VARs because Godfrey Tottenham. Chelsea, it was. Um, Werner was offside, sorry. Anyway, there was a game and it was questionable, mm. very questionable. Um, and that's the thing, that, that this VAR is supposed to take away that uncertainty and the questionable decisions and it's just bringing more Kevin, questions. Jordan Henderson mentioned it. I, we mentioned it on the last podcast about the Bruyne and not knowing the rules anymore. Yeah, yeah. So Henderson mentioned that in his interview after the Brighton game. Oh, we said he'd do without it, wouldn't If he? a captain of... The biggest football club, and I'm gonna, I'm not being biased. Currently, we are the Premier League champions, so we are the biggest football club in England. Still the minute. world champions, by the way. Yeah, still yeah. the world. But <laughs> in, in England, we're currently the best team. We are because yeah. we've, on even technically, we are currently the best team yeah. in the league. So, if the captain of the best team in the league is saying, "I don't know what the rules of football are anymore," that needs to what, be looked at. What hope is the game got? You've got to, you've got the best player in the one of the best, the best player in the league in the Bruyne. Yeah. Saying he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. You're the captain of the best club in the league saying he doesn't know. How would he? And what else is doing me head in is everyone targeting Klopp for his rants. Because if you watch Oregon Associate after they had played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a few weeks back. Yeah, they had just played in Turkey, the away game yeah, yeah, against yeah. Istanbul. And he had the same rant on telly. Yeah, he had the exact same rant and Des Kelly said nothing to him. Yeah. So. It's agendas, isn't it? Yeah. But on to the Brighton game. We've had 40 minutes worth of ranting. I've got it all. <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was a bad game, yeah. But it was also a good game, in a sense of, I think me included. I think every Liverpool fan at the minute has got the bar set too high, in a sense of what we've ex- come yeah. to expect at Liverpool. We've been spoiled over the past few yeah, years. We need to realise we may not win the league this season. We may not win How the Champions League. How dare you? <laughs> I still think we will. I still yeah. think we will. I've still, like I said before, it's not a matter of if we win the league, it's a matter mm. of when. I still think we will. But people need to realise we started that game on the weekend with not one of our first choice defenders. Yeah. Robbo was on the bench, but he needs to be rested sometimes. Not one of our first choice. In fact, Robbo started, didn't he? Sorry, he didn't start against Atalanta. Mm, that's right, yeah. But we've only got Robbo. Out of our first choice defence, we've only got Robbo. Yeah. Out of our midfield, you're starting Curtis Jones, Wijnaldum and Milner. Like, it's not Curtis Jones, by the way, has been phenomenal. Apart from the Brighton game, the yeah. whole, not, not the Atalanta game, sorry, the whole team was crap. Mm-hmm. But you're missing arguably one of the best players say, in the world. Take away names. Right, you, Right, so the best defender in the world, Van Dijk. Alisson out as well. The best, one of the, arguably the best keeper in the world. He's the best injured. keeper in the world. Yeah, yeah. There's no one better than him. Best defender in the world. Alex. In Van Dijk. The second best defender in the league in Gomez. Yeah. Eng- England's best defender anyway, yeah. Yeah. Uh, best the, right back. The best right our back highest, in the world. Our highest assister for the past yeah. two years. Robbo's had... Wait, well, in fact, he hasn't had any time. He had a muscle strain for Scotland, yeah, but he's missed his time for us. Midfield, you're missing your captain. Yeah. Your club captain. Who... A few years ago, I never thought I'd missed Jordan <laughs> but he's the, one of the most important players on the team. Yeah, then you're missing your, your, your marquee summer signing in Thiago. Arguably one of the best midfielders to ever play the game of football. <laughs> That's it's not bold, <laughs> That's true. We're uh, talking about a fella who's won the Champions League at two different clubs. We're talking about a fella who's won the absolutely league. gorgeous footballer, and I miss him. If he wins the league with Liverpool, yeah, he's won the league in three different in the three biggest leagues, yeah, in Spain, Germany, and. England and mm. you could argue he's been a three good teams, but he's world class. Yeah, yeah. He, Thiago is one of the best midfielders to ever mm. play the game. Oh, he's, he's amazing. The way like if you watch him, I know we haven't watched him much <laughs> once, <laughs> yeah. but if you watch his games yeah. for Bayern, but I think it was something stupid last year, like Bayern Munich when he got beat when Thiago didn't play. Really, is that? I'm sure it's something stupid like that. Like they, I don't think they lost he when he lost played. Oh, okay. But he's that good. Look at the Judge Arleson. He's snapped his leg. He's been out since. And he made a no-look pass and finished the game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He is arguably oh, one of the best players in the world. You've got Mo Salah, who had COVID. Probably one of the best, probably the best right-winger in the world. He, he's up there, isn't he? Who's better? Mbappe? That's it? <laughs> That's what I mean. He's, he's, he's in that, he's in that he's top w- bracket. Elite. He's a yeah, world-class. He's not, he's not just good. He's world-class. Mane didn't start either. 
in my eyes, the best player in the world. No wish, but so maybe. He's on no, that yeah. <laughs> Sadio Mane is the best player in the world. Um, and then Bobby as, hasn't been Bobby. No. Um, but then saying that Bobby to me had the game of us had a really, really good few weeks. He's been playing deeper, hasn't he? Yeah, and he's um, been phenomenal. And without when you take Bobby out the team, we don't click. Look we, at the Atalanta no. game. Yeah. If people don't understand what Bobby, and we ourselves have no, said he hasn't been that good yeah. this year, but the Atalanta game made me realise once again how much Bobby means to this team. I will never, I can hand on heart say, if Bobby wants to go the rest of the season not scoring or getting yeah. an assist, I'll be okay. We've, After that Atalanta game. We've got to realise, which I'm so guilty of forgetting all the time, is he's not a number nine. Bobby's like, not. I'm so guilty of forgetting yeah, it. He's and, not and a that's striker, where my head goes. He's, he's a, not he's a striker. A, he's a cam. He's a, he's a midfielder. We bought him from Hoffenheim as a cam. But I think he was maybe he's been a bit deeper in Hoffenheim. So maybe. He's, just, he's just an attacking midfielder, isn't he? He's never um, ever been a striker. And if you think about... The system we've always played. He's never played as a number nine. Mm. He might. He, he got more. He's, goals. I mean, yeah, he's, he's. He got more goals when Salah weren't here. Yeah, he's had, he's had better numbers in the past, and I think that's what what sort of cloud. But he doesn't. It's on. like look at Wijnaldum. He, he he is a phenomenal goal scorer. Yeah. If he plays attacking, which he does for Holland, doesn't play attacking for Liverpool because he doesn't need to. No. No, we've got does, them attacking. Why does Bobby there. need to score goals when you've got Manning and Salah doing nearly a hundred in a year? Jota, Jota now and part of it, yeah. So, Bobby doesn't need to score any goals, and the Atalanta game showed that to yeah. me. Um, but that's what going back to the original point. I feel like people need to start need to lower their expectations of Liverpool a little bit this year. If we finish, as long as we finish in the top four, I don't care. Yeah. If we don't win the I league, want, what I said at the start is, I want a reasonable challenge. But if we don't do that, I won't be bothered. I think anyone in the top, the way it is, I think if you finish in the top four, down to the last couple of weeks, you're going to be challenging anyway. I think it's going to be that close. I think the to- any of the top four within the last month for of me, the season are probably I'll tell you my winning. thoughts on it now that for this season. As long I won't be bothered if we don't win the league because mm-hmm. to try and win the league, we only won the Champions League and league, may I add, because we fixed our defensive issues yeah. by getting Van Dijk and Allison. You take Van Dijk out of it, we're back to what we was. Mm. So... I'm not that bothered if we don't win the league this year because I know City and United won't. I can confidently mm. say that because City, although they won Burnley 5 0, Burnley are Burnley this year. Yeah, I don't think City are, are City. And True Geordie, I don't know if you ever watched his podcasts. No. He's phenomenal. And he does a podcast called The Kickoff. And they were stating, I'm not going to sit here and have the same rant because everything he said, I agree with. He's done a rant about Pep Guardiola. Right. His transfers at City stating he's not a good manager and he doesn't know how to buy a good player. Right. And Spends he's right. big and hopes for the best. And he's right. Yeah. Ian Harris at Sterling, De Bruyne, Fernandinho, Yaya Torre, company. If you look at who City of Aguero, if you look yeah. at the City who, who they've bought, there's not one player in there who is world class. Yeah. Um, so this is what got, he's... Well, yeah, I mean, he go, they've got it, good players. They've got Bernardo Silva, they've got Mares. But they're not well But class. they're not, not, not in that yeah. upper echelon. They're not amazing. Like, if you think yeah. about it, like Bernardo Silva and Mares, he's had to buy two right-wingers before he, he tried to. Yeah, yeah. We went and bought a flop mm-hmm. and made them good. Yeah. So I think that's what his, his argument was. And True Geordie's really good to listen to around this rant. I'm not going to sit here and uh, rant on it because he's said it now. But he's right. So I urge anyone who's listening to the podcast to go and watch True Geordie. Just type in on YouTube, True Geordie, Pep Guardiola. It's phenomenal. He's so right. Mm. So I don't think they'll win the league. I think this year Tottenham might win it. And that's why I'm not bothered if we don't win it. Because <laughs> if we don't win the league, a team's going to win it who are not going to win it again next year. That's the way I'm Or thinking. you wouldn't imagine they would anyway. No, I don't think they would. I, if Tottenham win the league, I can't see them doing it two years this on the run. Because usually be when f- Jose does it, he then decides he wants his payoff. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be the freak season and it can happen. Yeah. I think, don't get me wrong, I think we still will win it. But if we don't win it, I won't be that bothered. Yeah. And if Tottenham win it, I'd go as far as saying I'd be happy for them. Yeah, I've got no issues with Tottenham. Um, I, I've got a lot of respect for them. After Madrid, their fans... I mean, I know some Liverpool fans had a bit of trouble with some Tottenham fans. Well, I had the 
most enjoyable experience. Any Tottenham fan I met was so sound. Mm. We stayed out in the sticks. We were surrounded by Tottenham fans. We was on the train into Madrid with Tottenham fans. Could not fault them. At We've all. as a, as a, as a fan base and a club, we've never had that sort of rivalry with Spurs where we've both been at the top at the same time. So there's never been any sort of ambiguity between the fans yeah. that we've never had to. They're our main rival. I stand by it. They're our main rivals this year. I know you've been pushing Chelsea, which the keeper, by the way. Yeah, he's made it, that Mendy. He's made a difference. Anyway. Yeah, and it shows how much a keeper can add. But yesterday's shown to me they aren't ready. Yeah, I mean the. <laughs> They're, a, they're about the same as Spurs. Everton beat Tottenham. Yeah. So that's it's just going to be one of their mad seasons. And they can't say they have bail because they didn't even bring them on. No. It is going to be a mad season. But I do think that people need to stop think, thinking of Jose Mourinho as the Mourinho who, who wants to pay out. They need to think of this Mourinho he, that seems to be at to Tottenham yeah. is the Mourinho that Chelsea had, I think. The, the original. He's, yeah, he, he he's in, going yeah. for it. Mm. He's going for it. And... I don't want Liverpool to do one of them stupid documentaries that Tottenham's done, but have you seen the Tottenham one? I still haven't brought I still can't bring Honest it. Honest to God, like... Jose Mourinho has changed my perception on him watching that. Yeah. Like, he's fu- I just, I'm, obviously I can't repeat swear words because I'm live <laughs> on the radio, but the very first episode will make you howl. It's right, so, okay. like within the first 10 minutes. Because he went from like a breath of fresh air when he first came to Chelsea. He's been an idiot for to years. A, yeah, to a bit of a miser- miserable old git, basically. Yeah. And then... It just seems like he's... He's backed. I think he, if he wins the league with Tottenham, I think he knows he'd be regarded even higher than he is now in terms of a manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To win the league with Tottenham is much more of an achievement than to win it with Chelsea. I mean, when he won it with Chelsea, they had never won it, Mm. but he he could have whoever he wanted. But he bought. To be fair, he he is a checkbook manager, but he bought well. Not like not like Pep. You could say he's a checkbook manager, but there's teams where he's. And obviously with past. Porto, I'm sure he wasn't. Anyone who can go and win the Champions League with a club from Portugal yeah. is one of the best managers. So there's more the to him. But when he yeah. was at Chelsea, he had the, he had the free reign yeah, of that blank checkbook. To an extent, say Spurs can checkbook because they buy, they spend some money. Spurs, although but, they they haven't spent massive amounts of the the players he's added in though that regular on yeah, some player, you know. Um, and then he's had a bail into it. The Hoiberg um, hasn't done too much as he's been. No, right. he's he, he sorted their midfield out. He's like. I've only ever, I think I've only seen them play once. The best way to describe Hoiberg is like same, probably a similar effect to what Fabinho has had on Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I know he's that type of player, but say the only game I've seen him play, he didn't have his best. The players who Mourinho's bought, he hasn't bought superstars. Even Mm. uh, Big Win from PSV, not a superstar, good player, good player. The only superstar he ultimately brought in is Bale, and that's only got Bale because I think any manager, yeah. I think any manager. Uh, I think I could have got Bale at Tottenham if I was got, manager. He's got Son playing out of his skin. He's got Kane playing out of his skin. Harry, I think he's changed Harry Kane now because he knows he hasn't got the pace to yeah. more of a, so an he's assist. He's adapted. To... Kane's on nine assists this year in ten games. Yeah. He's not. Yesterday, he's not that off the shoulder player anymore. He's. They've got Son off the shoulder because yeah. he's got the pace. So, yeah. I've, Tottenham are a rival this year. Mm. Uh, and yes, they could, it was the best result that it could have been for my fantasy footy and for Liverpool <laughs> football. Because yeah. I, I have Chell too. They had Reese James, Ben Shilwell, and Maurice. So it was like, I'm going to mess some up. Points yeah. There, yeah. And, it, and then it was nil nil, and they all got seven. <laughs> and I was like, yes, caught some ground uh, in the fantasy footy this week. But yeah. Uh, moving on then, let's just erase the last week from our memories of bad performances in VAR. Please. Um, <laughs> moving on to Ajax, they won 5 0 on Saturday. <sighs> Um, but didn't they win 13 before they played us last time? Did, did they had an absolutely ludicrous score. Like, I think it was 13, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I'm annoyed that we're going into this game full strength. We're going to have to go into this game yeah. full strength, by the way. And it's not well, even like... we say full strength. You know, strongest available is not exactly full yeah, strength. if Ajax beats us, though... Yeah, I know. I mean, a win against Atalanta will play in Michelin. I know we need one point from the next two I games. I would rather to win. I'd rather beat Ajax, get the game, and rest against done, Michelin. Rest against, win the win the group. Yeah. Then, if Ajax beat us, then I'm still confident of qualifying because all we need is that win against Michelin. And we win the. But we're going to. We still have to go out and play full strength. I would rather turn Atalanta yeah. over. Um, and if. I do feel like he's going to have to go full strength because Ajax, although Atalanta probably are a more experienced, well-trained team at the minute than Ajax because the Ajax at the start of their journey again. 
Ajax this year seems to have changed the model a little bit and they've bought players as well. And it seems as though they're adding bits of good players into the yeah. system. Yeah. So they've got like a good team. Um, and there's a few players like there's that Ant Anthony. Yeah. He didn't play against in the last leg because he was injured. Mm -hmm. He's a baller for them. Yeah. Um, he's a dangerous player and he's fast. Yeah. Um, they've got a few good players, Ajax. And the only positive is playing at Anfield. Yeah. It's the last um, game to, before... To an extent, yeah. It's not... It's not that massive. Last like, game before the league. fans are back in. Yeah, Liverpool are probably half going to want to have a bit of a. They're not going to want the fans coming in off the back of a of a, a, a loss, a draw, and another yeah, loss. I, I, I think we'll win comfortably, um, but I just don't know the team. I'm going to let you pick the team first because I have no clue. <clears throat> right, okay. I'll have to wrap my brain to see who's even fifth. Right, so. Uh, he's going to have to go as strong as what is available, in my opinion. So he's going to have to go Allison. <sighs> it's going to have to be Nico, <coughs> isn't it? Because um, Milner's out injured. I, I so, personally wouldn't play Nico this weekend. He's, played, we he's played so bad. He's he, young. he needs to play himself out of it, I think. Nico will. He needs a low move. He needs to get away and get confidence. <laughs> because who he have is, we got? I know, but he has been so bad yeah, the last few games. Yeah, painfully bad and I don't want to say a bad word about no. him because he's a kid he's still developing well, but he is being painfully I think, bad I think we're out of options okay so I think that's the only option we've got it right back so it's going to have to be so Alison Nico Fabinho what's the word on Matip was he just rested so it'll be Fabinho Matip I think there's a shelf for Simicast starting. I think Rob will yeah. need to break, so I'll probably go Simicast left right, back. Yeah. He didn't have a bad game though against Atalanta, to be fair. No, He's no. one player um, who actually played all right. Then you'd have to start Henderson, Genie, and Curtis. Yeah, because Thiago definitely Thiago, said. Yeah, um, and... What's he actually done, by the way? Because he's been training for weeks. Why can't I he play? Know. I don't know. <laughs> I'd go front three. Standard. Salah, Mane, Firmino. I don't think Origi should get anywhere near the pitch. That's something I wanted to touch on, actually, after the Atalanta game. Divock Origi, I thank you for your memories. <laughs> you are a cult legend yeah. at Liverpool. Not going to ever take that away from you. You are a legend. I'll always love you. He's had some of the best moments I've seen as a He's Liverpool fan. He's given me fan. some of the best nights out I've had as a Liverpool fan, whether it be... The and I'll always sing Everton, your song. Yeah, the Everton <laughs> game. Um, I remember the boss night after the Everton yeah. game. Oh my days! It was one of the best things I've ever been to. He scored the last. He doesn't do normal goals. The he scores last the minute game, winners. The, the champ. The, do the, you know what? Right, he's going to be the next Gary Mach. Not that Gary <laughs> Mach song. There's going to be a Divock yeah. Origi one of them because but that's the thing. With, with um, Divock, I have never celebrated a goal like we celebrated his goal in Madrid. Yeah. Because you knew we were with, with, we had it, won yeah. the Champions League again and. <laughs> Some of the memories he's given me on a personal level from like the nights out I've had off the yeah. back of his goals have yeah. been incredible. And he's an absolute legend, but he is not good enough to play for Liverpool Football Club. No, it's time, Joe. The best way I can describe what I feel like watching Divock Origi now is he doesn't care if he's on the bench or if he's playing. Yeah. And I think he quite likes being on the bench because at the end of the day, he's still saying to people, I'm Liverpool player. Yeah, yeah. I've won in the Champions League. He's just a chill guy, isn't he? And a, like, but do you not feel like sometimes he comes on the pitch and plays that bad that he doesn't get played for? I don't a few know. More weeks because somebody who is a professional footballer cannot be that bad a football stay as a striker. I am like Origi was so painful to watch against Atalanta. Yeah, there was he was going on runs and then just basically passing them the ball and falling over. He was just they had touched the ball and he had trip. He couldn't pass straight. He couldn't tackle. He couldn't run. He couldn't do nothing. No, it, no, nothing. And he's always been bad. He's just a legend. He's, for, just, he's just had some of the most wonderful. Best way to describe him is Dirk House. He's a Dirk House best man. You dare bring Dirk House <laughs> I mean, you know into Dirk House? Do you know, know where Dirk House scored them big goals? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what Dirk House like. But he's so bad. He's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he shouldn't play for the pool again. No. And I think he only got kept 
last year because he'd done this Champions yeah. League. And I don't think anyone... It's more of a nostalgia. Yeah, I don't think anyone bid from this year. I'm pretty sure that if someone would have come in for him, we would have sold him before Brewster. <laughs> to be honest with you, on his last show, and I don't think anyone's going to come in for him again. No. He's going to have to go home. He's going to have to go to Belgium. He's still uh, he's, young, do you know? He's, know. he's like 25. Yeah, <laughs> he's, I think it's crazy. he's still got life in him. I think at the right club, he could probably do well. But his style... His laid-back attitude doesn't suit the way we play. Do you know who Divock Origi would be perfect for? Someone like Villa. Do you know where Ben Tech was at them? Like your Villas or your Fulhams? Do you know what? Ben Tech, I have more about him. Yeah, you could argue that. You probably could argue that. Um, I don't think he's suited for the Premier League. I, I, I think he could needs be to... Aspas, he could go to Spain and yeah, kill it. Yeah, yeah. it just doesn't... Thanks, Divock, but... <laughs> Thanks for the memories, yeah. Again, yeah. I think my team... Oh. Right, I'm going to go for Allison. Yeah. I, I you, you were saying about Nico. Allison. Fabinho. Ooh, there's a shot. Reese Williams and Matip with Simicas. Matip. Matip's fit. Reese Williams' fit. I'd rather have Fabinho right back. He played there for mm. Monaco. You could go as far as saying... You say, there's no way he's going to change his system to a back three, is it? Jones played right back against Brighton, granted for, for 10 minutes. Yeah, nah. But I'd go as far as maybe saying that I don't think he could play Nico in a Champions League game. I don't I, think the boy's got confidence. I, I don't think he I don't think he can't. Literally, at, like, at the minute, though, like, he blacked out of social media after the last bad game, and since then he's not played well. And I like Nico, I mm. did, but I think... Give the guy a break. Look, how old is he? He's only 19. Look, That's what I mean. I'm not yeah, going to say a bad yeah, yeah. word about him because he can still develop. Yeah. But from what I've seen so far, I'd go as far as saying he's not good enough for Liverpool. Ever. Oh, I don't know about He's that. good enough for the Prem. But I don't think he's good enough for Liverpool. He has got... He is a long, long, long way off this nah, watching no, strength. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not having that. couple of months back, you go through all our podcasts, right? couple of months back, we were saying... Oh, he's fantastic. I like he's him. only young. I'm not going to sit there and, and slag him off, but look who he has got to be on the level of. Well, Trent. Yeah, and so, that's, his, that's his main flaw. So he's, he's not, not the when best I'm right back When I'm saying he's not good enough for Liverpool, he's not going to stay at Liverpool because he's not good enough to dislodge the player yeah. above him. You've got to be given competition. Do you really think at Trent the, Alexander-Arnold's losing sleep over Nico Williams? No. Honestly. No. But he doesn't need to, yeah. But he doesn't need to anyway. If Nico progresses, fair mm. enough. But for me, I still think it's crazy that we let however go, yeah. who seemed to have been more progressed. But look and, what we got for it. Yeah, I know. But however, could play centre back and right back. Yeah, Nico can't. Yeah, I, I'm not going to go too far on Nico because I, just, I like him. And yeah. I was, I, I'm not going to slag him off myself. I just feel as though he shouldn't be at starting. At the moment, he's at not the ready. He's and not got the confidence. No, I agree. He shouldn't be starting. But, at the minute, both needs must. I wouldn't say needs must though. I'd, I'd go as far as saying Fab could play there. Could, yeah. Only a few more weeks till the Ox is back. I do think the Ox will play there till Trent's back. Yeah, I, that's, I do think that that'll probably happen. I got, after, I got a couple of texts off mates actually watching this podcast saying, by the way, that was a show. Yeah, I do think it'll happen um, when the Ox is back and I think he's about two weeks off. Um, so yeah, that'll be me back for obviously Alison and Goal. Yeah. Um, I'd go Hendo Holden with Genie and Jones. Yeah. That's probably just good. That's nailed on just through to. We've got no one else. Up, yeah, like um, And then. Or Hendo Holden with Genie and Bobby. And then it'll be Jota, Mane, and Salah. That's, yeah, that could, that could work. 4 3, yeah, 4 yeah. 2, 4 1 2. What is it? Four, Whatever it is, yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's 4 1 2 1 2, isn't it? <laughs> you're, going, you're going too FIFA on this. No, I feel sure that's the 4. Oh, no, 4, four 3 2 1. It is, isn't it? It's 4 3. It's, basi- it's basically 4 1 2 1 2. But it's four three two four, one. Two, three, one. Yeah, because but the use but they have two holding with usually don't they? Because they'll have Hendo and Genie holding with Bobby. Well, yeah, four two three one in it. So Henderson and it's basically four. It's basically four attacking the rest defending. Yeah, that's the the. I'm gonna go with two nil, which is mad for me. I am for once gonna agree. With that. And do you know who's going to score? Jota. Curtis Jones with a screamer. 
<laughs> One day, Kate, is you're going to do this for me. Because <laughs> I can't keep saying it, mate. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, Jotha. I reckon Jotha will get both. Man of the minute, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and he still won't get a FIFA ring phone card. <laughs> for anyone who's got FIFA, that, that Jotha won't get a card. I lost my one to watch so <laughs> I hope he doesn't get one all season. Won't make him feel as bad. <laughs> but yeah, nice one, as always. Uh, we'll Hi, be back. Back on Thursday, the next episode will be live. Um, I will be hanging out my backside on Thursday. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> back Friday because um, of work commitments and stuff. Um, yeah, so we're back Friday. We'll be discussing the Ajax game and building up to the Wolves game on yeah. Sunday. And it's fair to say, also, if you are watching on YouTube, every midweek podcast will now from... The Ajax game be, what's the word? The watershed, we'll no, be on it. No longer child-friendly. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, we have to be child-friendly. One podcast a week for the radio. Uh, and then one podcast a week, we can say what we really think. Because believe you me, if I could speak how I wanted to speak about VAR today, I would have. But, yeah. Up the Reds. We're back next week. Uh, hopefully, next time we speak, Steve. We'll be smiling. We've qualified out the group. Yeah. Hopefully. Up the reds. Up the reds, indeed.